Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What's up, y'all? It is best bits time, and this is just the bits. I'm bringing Mike D on this weekend, not on just the bits, but on part one and part three because he might be getting a new tattoo. We talked about how we get a lot of protein in our meals because he's vegan. I'm vegetarian. We did a little fictional couple game. There's just some fun stuff over there, so be sure to check both of those out. But without further ado, it's time to dive into the best segments from the Bobby Bone Show this week. Kane Brown was on the show this week. Him and Bobby did a golf competition in studio, and whoever lost had to donate to charity. So it was super fun. It got very exciting in the studio when that all went down. Plus, he made a big announcement, and he talked about what it's like being a dad and touring. So Overall, just an epically fun interview. And if you want to see it visually after listening to it, go to our YouTube page. Number seven. It's a Bobby Bones show interview. In case you didn't know. His name is Kane Brown. He has 10 number ones. For example, here's Thank God. Thank God I get to wait. Here is Like I Love Country Music. Baby, I love you like I here is Bury Me in Georgia. Bury me in Georgia. He's got a new single called I Can Feel It. His 2024 tour, he just announced, we'll talk about it later on in the show, but he's killing it. He's playing our iHeartRadio Music Festival tonight. Las Vegas. Here he is. The Friday Morning Conversation with Kane Brown. I text Kane last night and I said, hey, we're going to do a bit on the air. I don't ever want to just put somebody here and, and like say, okay, bet your money. I don't want to put you on the spot. I say, hey, Kane, let's do a little golf thing. And he replies like two words. He goes, okay, yeah, I'm in. I'll win. Something like that, right? And then I was like, well, loser donates. And he goes, I'll win, but I'll donate as well. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just like left. He was like, I was like, all right, buddy. We'll see. So anyway, um, good friend Kane Brown is here. Thank you very much. Yeah. Good to see you, buddy, buddy, buddy. Um, let's talk about music first. I saw whenever you were teasing the new single on Instagram, what was your like cryptic tease? Was it something to do with an old song? Because I have a clip of I Can Feel It here. Um, 
what was that tease? Didn't you talk about the song somehow? Like it's coming out. Like there's some. Yeah, I think I just put it on my story. Is that what it was? Yeah, it wasn't like a my usual teases. So was it was it cryptic? What does that mean? <laughs> um, I felt I feel like I didn't know Phil Collins when I saw your teases. I didn't know Phil Collins. This was like a version of this song. Oh yeah, because really the only thing I mean you feel it in the air, but the only other thing about it is the uh, the drum. Yeah. Doot. Yeah. Let me play a clip here. Here you go, Ray. It's turning to a we should probably get up out of here. Oh baby, I swear I can feel it in the air. So what do you have to do songwriting wise whenever you're taking something like this? Because obviously that's a Phil Collins song. Yeah. So what happens? He gets a lot of the song. Really? Yeah. He, uh, can I say how much it was? Doesn't matter. Yeah, he gets sixty percent of the song. Oh, okay. That's not as much as I thought it was going to be, honestly. No, there was somebody else I know that did it, uh, got a little bit more. I thought it'd be like 85%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang. Okay, well, that's good. Then who makes that call? Or do you have to make a call? Do you have to get permission? Because you have to get permission to like sample, but not mm-hmm. to cover, yeah. correct? Yeah, and then that, I mean, that's all publishing company, Dang. you know, back and forth. Do you, get, you ever get nervous that they say no and then you have to like change small things? Um, They usually don't they usually would just take a huge percentage mm-hmm. which i don't i don't care about the percentage really i mean my publishing company does but i just care about the song i'm just, i've been just focusing on like high energy songs for my show um and when this you know when we got this one i was so pumped for it so bury me in georgia energy wise jam dude oh man it's is, it, so, is it one of your favorite ones to perform oh yeah yeah everybody hears that bell come on and yeah loses their minds is that why you recorded that song because you know it'd be good live no i recorded it because it speaks to me um i mean but you wrote it too by the way but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and just, you know, hearing that go dogs on the headstone, that really, you know, that really got me. Here's a Bury Me in Georgia. Bury me in Georgia. Let me rest in peace. Underneath the pines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do you do that in your tour? Um, it's right after uh, the like, acoustic set. So I, we, I, I, don't, I ain't been to a show. I don't no, know. yeah, yeah. So we do we do three songs that are acoustic. Um, so it's probably the seventh song in. I'd like to go to your show, but I can't get tickets. <laughs> you know who to call. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. You I could easily I get there. I can never get tickets. You, um, Kane is all over the place. So guys, go to kanebrownmusic.com. Um, I mean, I look at your crowd. They are massive crowds. And I think you're one of these people. And you're definitely now starting to get the acknowledgement of you're one of the biggest artists in the format period. But for people that don't know until they know that the shows that you're playing are so massive. Like when you played Fenway, that thing, that was a jam packed baseball stadium. Yeah, it was so cool, man. A little bit. Are you like, I'm playing thousands, thousands of people. And like, nobody's even giving me a f- one single flower. Cause I would be ticked. Yeah, no, I do. I've, I've talked about it with some of my friends. I feel like I'm like the artist that, it's kind of flying under the radar, but then I look at a lot of other artists, um, and I don't I don't realize the size rooms that they're playing, and I'm like, dang. So I feel like it's not you know it's not just me. There's a lot of a lot of other artists as well that's doing the same things. Yeah, I sold at Fenway twice. I didn't say anything to you about it. <laughs> I did it two nights in a row, and Kane didn't even message me or anything. And I was like, all right, whatever. Um, how's how's how are the kids? Good. They're great, man. Um, growing fast. What's it? You know, you have two girls. Two girls. Is that tough? No. I, I always wanted a boy, but now that I have my girls, I, I wouldn't, you know, change it for the world. My my youngest, Cody, she's going to be the brute, and uh, Kingsley's definitely going to be the, the girly girl, get my nails done. So Kingsley with three? Yeah, about to be four in October. What's what's that age like for you? Um, just fun, never wanting to sit down, um, always wanting me to chase her, you know. 
Do you feel like having a second daughter is a lot of that repeating itself and you know how to do it? Or is she just a completely different experience in herself? Um, no, she's, uh, you know, she falls down. She doesn't cry like Kingsley. Um, but I will say Kingsley is such a good mom, basically. Like she's such a nurturer. I think she gets that from Caitlin cause it's definitely not from me. Uh, but she's so well at being a big sister and like, she'll just randomly hug her and give her kisses and say, I love you, Cody. And it just melts your heart. Do you see yourself in them in different ways? Oh, like yeah. your traits, even though they're so young? Yeah, it's definitely uh, both their attitudes. <laughs> even though they're different? Excuse me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cody, Cody's definitely going to be the hold my earrings type girl. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Kingsley, she's like, like I said, she's she's like a Sour Patch Kid, super sweet. But then when that attitude changes, it's it's over. Do they sing? Oh, yeah. They were singing last night. Um, I was going to take a video and post it on Instagram. But I didn't. I wish I would have. But yeah, they're both cool, starting that's to sing. That's a cool sing. story. How, that's you almost, also, how you almost did something and didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's right. a really cool story. Yeah. But that's also that's also Kate. Kate's the one that you know she sings with her on the karaoke machine all the time and, and all that. Yeah, I was gonna give you a new car today, new Lamborghini, but I didn't. Oh, sick man! Yeah, no, I didn't. That's <laughs> a cool know, story. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so who do you think though? Because we're gonna play this golf game in a second. Who do you think has one more playing golf with each other, me or you? Um, the answer will be me. That is correct. I think it's 2-1, and now it's about to be 2-2. Two, two. I th- <laughs> think the answer, yes. Um, are you pl- you getting to play a bunch on the road? Yeah. Yeah, we played uh, these last three days and the uh, fastest greens I've ever played on. Where Do you feel like you're getting a lot better? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot better. Well, uh, what, what's your golf? What, what are you best at? Well, I was about to say, I probably, I'm getting better at chipping. Chipping's probably my best attribute right now. Do you have a, and before we play this little challenge, I'll, I'll be vulnerable with you for a second. Golf, for me, I was always, I even talked about it on the show. I was always embarrassed to talk about it because it felt like such a rich person thing. And growing up, I was very poor. And I worked maintenance on a golf course, and they never let us play. You only got to play if you worked in the cart barn or food and beverage or, like, administration. And so me, who had weed eat and mow eight, nine hours, they never let us play on the golf course. So I was always jealous of people who played golf. And now I love golf. But I'm always kind of like, do, do people think I'm, like out of touch because I play golf because I always felt like it was I just have a socio-economic do you have that at all with golf or are you just like nah good Mm, no I I, I just I've been playing for two years um, and I didn't know anything about golf I didn't because you didn't grow up with it no when I was in school if you were on the golf team you were a dork uh, oh a dork (laughs) (laughs) so it wasn't like a Yeah, a class I, thing, no, but like a I, cool I didn't thing. think so. Yeah, yeah. and um, <laughs> I will tell you, the other day I went in uh, to Dick's and I had to get clothes to go golf, and the new Stealth Two driver was there, and I was like, hmm, was like maybe I'll buy it. So, because like we were talking about last time, people send me golf clubs. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even really have to buy them. So I went. This is the only golf club that I bought other than my first set. Uh, bought the Stealth Two driver when I took it up there, and they rang it up and it said seven hundred dollars. I said. This is why I wouldn't have played in high school because I wouldn't have been able to afford it. Yeah, also, $700 is probably what? In high school, they're probably like 250 but still. But, yeah. But, like, East Bay, East Bay would have had them. You have East Bay back in the day? Did you play ball at all, baseball? Yeah. Do you have the East Bay magazine, or was that Mm -hmm. way before you? Yeah. All right, never mind. (laughs) You're old. I know. That's really awkward. I know. (laughs) But it resonated with me because I saw a guy on TikTok, and he said, if I don't feed my family for a month, that I can Mm -hmm. afford the Stealth 2 driver. 
Yes. But I'm trying to be better at just experiencing it and not worrying about childhood traumas and not comparing them. And Amy tells me, don't worry about it, right? You don't know. Yes, you should live in the now. We don't need to live in the past. We need to live in the present. Yeah. Okay, guys. <laughs> I start crying. I don't even want to do the competition anymore. Uh, tonight, Kane is playing at our iHeartRadio Music Festival, which, big show, because one, it's like the biggest show of the whole year, uh, all these genres, all these artists. Do you pay attention to anybody playing before or after you? Because it's not so much a situation where they've tiered it, you know, opener. They just put people on. Will you watch any of the acts around you? Not even who, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but, but does that, like, a... Uh, intimidate you at all or motivate you um i mean i always try to watch every artist no matter what it is because i feel like there's always something different that you can see that they do um but i will say i am really excited uh i don't even know if he's on the same night as me but it's kind of iconic because lil wayne's performing i believe so i I mean i definitely got to check that out what kind of music was played in your house growing up that you didn't choose but you were exposed to um i mean there was everything man we had limewire so it was anything you could download but i'd say a lot of uh my little brother played a lot of rock like acdc kiss um my mom was all over the place with shania twain missy elliott um sierra i mean i could go my mom was a human jukebox what was your mom's did she have a favorite artist specifically no i wouldn't say she had a favorite um I will say there was some dirty stuff played when I was a kid in the car, though. <laughs> Just like hip hop? Yeah. But did you I mean, know what it meant? Because, like, no, we not, would no. be at school dances and it'd be like, stand back, you're dancing kind of close. Oh, Do you remember dancing? I yeah, feel a little song. poke coming ne- through. Next to place. <laughs> like, Do you know that song? be in sixth grade dancing <laughs> I, to that. I want to hear it say I know that song, but I don't know for 100%. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel a little poke coming through, through on you. On you. Yeah. Do you know that? Yeah, yeah, but I just now realized what that meant. Right. Well, we oh, didn't know at the yeah. time either. Yeah. That's why I'm curious, like, crazy. if you knew what was being said, actually. Baby, uh, when we're grinding, I get so excited. Yeah. Who sings that? It's Next is the name of the group. So it's they had they had one song, but I try, but I can't hide it. Yeah, it's about, it's about a black mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Definitely what it's about. We like, Humpty Dance was crazy, to too. Uh-huh. But I don't know if that was about that. What do you mean? Stop what you're doing, because I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you're used to. I look funny. Oh. But you're all making money, see? So your world, I hope you're ready for me. And I gather around, because I'm the new fool in town. And it sounds laid down by the underground. That's impressive. <laughs> but I don't know that it says anything about... It's uh-huh. not really dirty. I dirty. Think I think it's just a dance. Getting it's busy. Like that. I once got busy in a Burger King bathroom, but that's just the one line. Oh, and whoop, there it is. Dude, that's what it is. Womp, there it is. It's a ba- that's a bad. You know what that is? Yeah. It's what they used to say at like the club, the, 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 um, we'll call them the, um, the, the, the nudie clubs. Oh, really? They said what? I didn't know that. Oh, like. Whenever, yeah. I can tell you off air, but that song was started because whenever. figure it out. Girl, whenever they would go full, Mm -hmm. the guys would go, whoop, there There it is. is. Yeah, okay, okay. Legit. That's crazy. I like that song even more now. Mm hmm. So, yeah, that's that. Yeah. So, here we are. I saw you on the counter. It wasn't me. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's obvious. Not not about that, actually. What is that about? What do you mean? Shaggy, it wasn't me is not about what you thought it was about. It is actually I even caught you on camera. It isn't. It wasn't. It's not dirty. We all thought it was. So they let it go with that. Huh? He stole some jewelry. Something. I don't remember what it is. <laughs> it wasn't me. But yeah, 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 okay. yeah. What do you What do you like? What do you like now? Is there anything you like now that you're listening to? Um, it gets hard for me because once I get to the music part, like the the album stuff, I just literally start 
listening to my stuff on repeat, as weird as that sounds. But I just don't want anybody. I, I just basically listen to see if I get tired of it. Do you ever hear mistakes in songs that you missed? For example, my first book I wrote, I found like three typos after it was already out. Like oh, I went yeah. through and checked it over and over again, but I found three typos in it that everybody missed. Do you ever hear like something that, oh, I wish I would have fixed that from like a, two records ago? Yeah. What would that be? Like a instrument thing or a voice thing or what? No, I mean, it, with me, it's, it's, it's starting to become like lyrics a lot, but then it's like you, you, you either fix it or you fix it and then you don't like it and then you just like whatever. Do you have any <laughs> lyrics that are to you that you wrote and you sang that kind of like now you're like, oh, I cringe when I hear that. Oh yeah, it's like all, all a lot of my first songs that I ever wrote um, that I don't play and won't ever play again. Because you're just like I can't say that stuff again. Yeah. Well, no, not that. It's just like, you know, when you're first learning to do something, and then, like my my song that I, I absolutely can't I can't stand is uh, "Don't Go City on Me," which was my first song I ever wrote, and then. But you should feel that way, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, Because if you're not, you're not, you're not, not progressing. But yeah, you, yeah. It, it's hard. It's, oh, my God. How much to play that, though? If someone said, hey, come, come. It, well, nothing. I'm not playing it. No, but $50,000. <laughs> no. Really? What? I ain't playing it. Yeah. Do you, do you know it? The sad thing is, yeah. You still know all of it? Yeah. Just like a little bit right $250, now. $250,000. Okay. An, an in-town, no phones allowed wedding. Okay, no phones allowed. Nobody can post on social media. I'll do it. Okay, good. See, that's what they're <laughs> Got them. Everybody's got a price, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll play it for that, too. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're going to come back with Kane in just a second, and we're going to do this little golf situation here. Um, loser will donate to St. Jude. Um, and um, You're yeah. playing Kane, right? Yeah. You realize he has more money than you? I don't care. No, I don't mean nothing, and I'm donating regardless. You got more money than me? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. Oh. All right, check the wallets. I don't even want... Actually, <laughs> I don't want books. to know. Oh, no. So no, I'm not talking about cash. Count. I just mean generally. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah no, no, no. Probably. Can you're no. rich, rich. No. You sure? Mm-mm. You're not You're not rich? Mm-mm. Yeah, you are. My money's in my investments. No, I hear you, but well, I want to... you have investments. Yeah, but okay, I'm just okay, saying. Like, who, do you think's worth, who do you think's worth more, really? Me or you? You. Okay, you're just saying what? that. <laughs> I'm so, so You're serious. out of your mind. You're out of your you. mind. You're, but you're answering it like a joke. I've, I'm not. I'm being serious. You. Like, I'm just worried for Bobby in this next segment because you're you're like rich, rich. You have more money than Bobby. And then, like, all day you can just practice golf. God, Bobby's working all the time. I mean, not saying you don't work, but you go on the <laughs> He's saying you don't that. work. Yeah, he's saying that. you just go around. And but, I mean, I you don't. play video games a lot and you, you, you practice <laughs> I, your golf a lot. Yeah, I play video games and golf. You're a very involved dad. <laughs> oh, man, Bobby, I'm Pretty good life there, But you we got, also buddy. know you work. All right, we're going to come back with Kane Brown, uh, who apparently does nothing but play golf and video games. <laughs> So Kane and I are both here. What we're going to oh, do... Oh, Kane just threw his fat wallet over there. Did you see how... It's I mean, fat. It was fat. It's a it lot bounced, of receipts like, in boom, there. boom, boom. <laughs> like, okay. I get a lot of padding. So here's what we're going to do. You're going to get five putts. One, two, three, four, five. Everyone you miss, 100 bucks to St. Jude. Okay. And the loser has to throw another 250 on top of their money they lost. Where'd this come from? I don't know. I'm just like making crap up. <laughs> it's a hospital. All right, let's make it 350. All right. Okay. Do you hear what oh, he said? Yeah, 350. Yeah, 350. Don't, don't go into his game. I'm getting game. lured into I'm yeah, getting you're getting lured into lured. Yeah, okay. you got a mortgage to pay, man. He doesn't. <laughs> he does. He pays cash for things, man. <laughs> okay. Come on. All right. He says, he, I got investments. Lunchbox <laughs> is fascinated with how much money Kane has. Lunchbox, uh, you 
We got investments. We have, That's right. Hey, we got investments too. You ever heard right. Robin Hood? WWE. Kane, are you ready? We got WWE stock. Robin. <laughs> whatever you got. Whatever you got to do to get that ready. You can get around the microphone. Kick that ball out the way. This is ball number one. You can go from there. We're gonna move it back every time. Alrighty. All right, Kane's. Uh, Your bones scoot over a little bit so I can see Kane. Oh, he's actually lining it up. Which hole does it have to go in? The, the middle, middle one. one. The, the water's on the left and the sand trap's on the right. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's what that is. Yeah. Looks oh. like oh. they were butt cheeks. It looks like two butt cheeks, but yes. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, Shh. Do we have to be quiet? I... Oh, oh, in the water. water. Oh, oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Kane. no. That's usually me, brother. Oh. Oh, man. Hey, All right. Maybe, maybe no. he doesn't practice Number enough. two. This is the worst part of my game is pudding. Oh, boy. I mean, he's got to straddle that microphone. You can move the microphone. It's oh, in your okay. way. Right. Putt number two is good. Oh, All right. Oh, oh, man. Good putt. One for two. Oh, whoa. It came back to you. That's cool. Yeah, it's technology. It's like a bowling alley. It's, 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 a, like fake, a, it's a fake it's green. It's like a plastic man. race car technology. It's like, <laughs> oh, cool. All right, here we go. It's up and. Oh, oh, oh in. it fell in. Dude, he started, he's, okay. he's feeling it now? He, he, yeah, I think he was yeah. sandbagging you a little bit. He wanted you to up the money. Well, it cost him 100 bucks for that sandbag, so. Okay, there's a bump there. Are you going to go over that bump? I feel like. Well, that's what Bobby said, move it back. Yeah, you got to go over the oh, bump now. Wow, wow, wow. You got two off the, off the mat. Oh, right, boy. Here's Kane he's with his fourth putt. He's lining it up. Oh, that's way Hits the bump and he's oh, in. Oh, my gosh. Yay! I told you, Bobby. He and he's in. He's got one more putt to go. And you guys upped it to 450? Kane is three for four. Okay. And he. In the water. All right. It's now my turn. So I got to make three out of five in order to tie. Oh, man. Right. Good luck. Three out of five. All right, Kane, you got to narrate. I was actually pretty impressed with myself, I'm not going to lie. And where am I not standing in front of him? You're good. Anywhere. I did this last time. Putt one. I'm going to kneel down. Okay. Oh. Nice. See, you can, you can tell you, you look way better at putting than I do. Wait, it's, it's so quiet. Why are you talking about that, Jamie? Oh, he's in the water. He's in the water. <laughs> I'm in the water. Dang it. Wow. My backswing. Cannot blame that on me. Wow. Who else are you going to blame it on? We talked all. Talk. We talked all. We talked all. Oh, no way we did. Yeah. Thank Are you, you Team I'm on, Kane? I'm on Amy's side. I mean, loyalty. Hey, Bobby, how long has Amy been with us? Not uh, well, too long. Yeah, right. obviously. Here we go, number three. I'm one for two. That's money. Yeah. So does I that. Mean, you want Bobby not to be able to pay his mortgage? Exactly. Come on. I think he's good. Is that okay, Kane? Then. Yeah, you're good, buddy. Oh, this is impressive. Uh, oh! Oh! That was four, right? That's four. If I make this, if you make this, wow. you win, and I'm down. You're, da oh, oh, you're down a nickel, man. Crazy. Come man. on, like relax. <laughs> Here, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, I it's see. It's also what? It's not about the deductible? money for me. It's about losing. Exactly. I understand. I, I me and Bobby are the most <laughs> competitive that? people. No, I understand about being competitive, dude. Oh, boy. Oh, if you this make this, Bobby, what are you okay, about? Bobby, you make this one, I'm going to add $200 to the bit. Well, the problem is I don't have any... any, any oh, there any it goes. Shirt. That was a stroke. That's a weird stance. Here we go. For the win. Get in. Oh, oh this is sand! Oh, sand my goodness! Oh, my oh, goodness! No! Oh, I thought no! it was in. thought oh, it was okay, in. So one putt, sudden death. Basketball shot with a golf ball. Basketball oh! Shot. Oh! Put your putters away. Putters away. We're going to stand here at the trash can and shoot them. First one to make one wins. Here we go. Kane with the first throw. Throwing it to the hole. 
Oh, he uh, hit the there. Sonic Cup. That was our equipment. Terrible. Yep. All right, all right. I watched this game on ESPN2 once called Cornhole. Ever heard of it? <laughs> oh, he rolled it. Oh, oh it's in the sand. sand. Sand trap, sand trap. Oh, my goodness. He going to try to steal my style or what? How much money's on the line here? Well, see, he said a basketball shot and then just... Hey, have you never seen the guys it. do uh, granny shots? Yeah. They right. do that. That's right. Here we go. Here's, here's Kane. Stealing my style. Oh, oh that's off, off the green. Miss Bad. That's hey, embarrassing. I thought he played basketball. That's embarrassing. Hopefully not for money. Dang, that's embarrassing. I don't ever play no celebrity games when I'm around. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And let's count the money. Is it? Oh, oh, he hit the mic. He you should have moved mic. the mic, guys. All right. I mean, shoot it like a man, Kane. One ball oh, left. No, shoot it like a... Come on. You want me to lose here. No, I don't. Right. Here we go. Last. I want you to shoot it. <gasps> oh! That right sucked. The, dude, that was nothing but golf hole. Golf hole. I never wow. heard that expression. Nothing but golf hole. <laughs> nothing but golf hole. Hey. Wow. Okay. Here That's we go. Right. Dang. Hey, no, there no. are people who play games. There are gamers who game games. Game. Right, right, right. Okay, right. don't you feel bad about Bobby's money? Shh. Lunch. Oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. oh I barely oh, missed it. so close. Okay. You are the winner. Come here. Kane Brown. Get clap for the guy here, Kane Brown. Job, what would you like to say to all your fans out there that really supported you through this? I would just like to say thank you. This means the world to me. I feel like I just won the Super Bowl. I beat Bobby at golf. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got 500 going to St. Jude. And what okay, we're. I'm going, I got money. I'm matching. Whatever you pay, I'm paying. Okay. A thousand bucks going to St. Yeah. Jude. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Since you guys did that, I'll just clap. <laughs> you you going to match our clap? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. So tonight, Kane will be at our iHeartRadio Music Festival in Las Vegas. I'm going to switch microphones. You guys go see Kane on tour. It is an awesome show. Go to canebrownmusic.com, and uh, you, you're playing pretty consistent until the end of the year, huh? Like it's like September, October, something like that? Uh, I'm done after this month of this year. Wait, what? What month are we in? Yeah, the Vegas is my last show. We're really? in September. Yeah, we're in September. We're in September. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, great tour, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Wait, so he's done, done. Now he can play video games and do nothing? Now he can just play video games. He's the rest of your off. He's going to be chilling. Yeah, tonight, last last show, I already a music festival. Can't get to see you, buddy. All right, there he is. Can't bring so as we were wrapping up in that last segment, I was like, Kane, how about that tour? And he's like, I'm done touring forever. And then <laughs> that's actually not the case because we're supposed to announce your tour for next year. Yeah. What do you, what do you, what can you announce? Uh, it's going to be my biggest tour so far. Uh, I'm really pumped about it. Uh, I believe we got six stadiums. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm excited. Moving up to. Dude, that's awesome. That Thanks. Where did you, do you know, like, did you strategically pick what stadiums you wanted to go play? I did not. My team did. Somebody did? Yeah. I think we're playing um, Seattle. Yeah, I got them here. I just want cool, to know cool, what, you, cool. what you would know. Oh, okay. That's Boston, I think, again. Go ahead. Uh, the Rangers Stadium. Mm-hmm. Denver. I have no idea if you're right or not. I'm just saying. <laughs> and I can't think of the fifth one. You Los got Angeles, it. yeah. So, here, so starting in March of 2024... Pittsburgh, Newark, New Jersey, Detroit, Toronto, Buffalo, Kansas City, uh, Des Moines, Grand Forks, Lubbock, Houston, Texas, and the Toyota Center. It could keep going all the way until September of 2024, where you do play Globe Life Field. You play Coors Field in Denver, which is going to be crazy. Nice. So, yeah, I'm just letting you know all this for the first time. So, um, canebrownmusic.com. You guys go watch. <laughs> is there a canebrown.com? Uh, I think there's a comedian that probably has that website already. Okay, yeah. Just, you try to get it? Just yeah. Luckily, I got my Instagram handle from him. But You bought it from him? I don't know how that works. I tried to buy mine from somebody. He won't sell it to me. He's like really? 17 mm-hmm. followers. Mine's a fairy artist, Amy Brown. Really? Yeah, I can't get it. 
She ha- she's like she draws fairies. Yes. Got it. Some people think I also oh. draw fairies. <laughs> hey, in addition Scuba, to this, would you have Kane's manager come up to the microphone in there for a second? Yeah. Martha, will you come over to the microphone, please? Why? Just, just please. <laughs> just why? I'm not. I'm not putting. He's gonna. He's gonna roast me. No, I'm not gonna roast anything. Yeah. yeah, just put those on right there. I'm not. I know her. It's all good. We're friends. Did we forget anything here? <laughs> you have two people here. <laughs> um. So the tour. We'll have announced that day. So t- and, so today. Well, it, it announces on the 20th, two days prior. Okay, so we announced it two days ago. Yes. <laughs> Got it. Okay. And then it, it, people can register for tickets mm-hmm. while this interview is live. Okay. Then it actually goes on sale to the general public the following Friday. Got it. So a week from today, you can buy tickets to this whole tour in 2024. But, but if you go to canebrownmusic.com right now, you can pre-register and you could pre-buy Buy your ticket because a lot of these shows sell out uh, in the pre-sale. You can pre-buy. What is that? Yeah, like you get a code. Yeah, you get a code. So today, but if if it's a pre-sale, but you can just buy them and that a sale? Well, no, because today (laughs) you're registering for a code that on Tuesday or Wednesday of next week you can use to buy your tickets before any other Joe on Ticketmaster would. How proud are you of this guy? So proud. I mean, it's all seriousness. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It, me too. And I shouldn't, I mean, and he's like my friend, but I'm just like so proud of him. And it's like, I see his shows getting bigger and bigger and the, the, his fan base growing and his songs getting, I mean, I, I also am very proud. I can't imagine how proud you are every single day. It's awesome. And it's an incredible journey. And to watch him grow every day and get better and better, connect with more fans. It's amazing. Do you ever tell him, nah, that song sucks, Kane? Uh, do I ever say that? You don't say that, but you're like, eh, not this one. Yeah. <laughs> not my favorite. I think that's my line. Eh, it's yeah. not my favorite. Well, um, congratulations. Great, great to see you. And canebrownmusic.com. You can pre-register for the registration that's registering <laughs> on the registration day. Yeah, it's very simple. I like that. Yes, yes. Uh, canebrownmusic.com. Kane, good to see you, buddy. And we will see you guys soon. Good to see you. Thank you. Yes, yes. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. It's been three years of me not having a smell and somebody reached out to me on Instagram about a massage that I could get done and it might just help me out. So I went and got it done and I brought it back to the show to talk all about it. And I'm just going to say, if you have lost your smell, you want to hear this segment because it might help you out too. Number six. Morgan, who works on our show as head of our digital, she hasn't had smell in... Three years. From COVID. It is not back. And so she had set an appointment or at least talked about setting an appointment with that woman who was going to like rub her face because apparently the woman thinks that she could rub the right nerves to get her smell back after three years. So where are you on this? So I called her and I asked if she wanted to come up here and she's like, I don't think you're going to want to do that. It's actually a full body massage she had to do. So I had to like go and actually get a full body oh, you massage. Did it? Done. Yeah, I went. And it was crazy. I mean, she worked on me for like an hour and a half. It was basically what it wasn't a normal massage. It was a lymphatic and a I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Fascia. Fascia. Like fascia. fascia. Like skin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fascia. Okay. And that was the type of work she was doing on me. And she did. She ended up using like a cup on my face. She did the fascia on my face. So a fascia, when I've had it done for injuries, it's like a, I don't know if yours is the same, but it's like a st- steel thing and they like scrape it on you. Yeah. Was that what like yours was at all? Extra pressure put on you. Okay. Yeah. Your fascia's under, like it's under your skin. Yeah. It's all over your body. Yeah. So she was basically releasing everything outside of my body. And so she worked on me for like an hour and a half, and I was like, there's no way this is going to work. 
So, but she's walking on parts of your body that aren't your face. Yeah, she did everything. But she's everything. like, you, it's going to help your nerves to get your smell back. Yep, everything connects. She's like, the lymphatic system connects everywhere. And she explained it so much more <laughs> beautifully than I did. But, like, it all connects and it'll all help to helpfully get whatever is blocking your senses from coming. Is it like a hippie, like, type place? It's like, ooh. I mean, she's a massage therapist. Okay. So, so not really. But not like crystals. No. Oh it's God. just a place or her house. It was Chance. her house. So it's somewhat yeah, normal. I know. Yeah. Okay. It's just more, it's more involved than a lot of people maybe would go for a massage. Are you naked? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like a real massage. Full massage. It's okay. just she's doing different techniques and utilizing sesame oil, which apparently penetrates your skin a lot better to help with the lymphatics. Okay. Oh, okay. So I got all this done and I left. And I was like, okay, I'm not really feeling anything yet. And then I went to mow. I got a whiff of grass. And I smelled it. Oh, you went to mow a yard? Yeah, like my I yard. She I was, was like, mowing. welcome to Moe's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'll go to Moe's. Yeah. Wait, no, so wait, you actually mo- smelled grass for the first time? Yeah, and I got like a whiff of grass. I was like, oh, what was that? And then yesterday we were sitting in the classroom and Lunchbox was eating a banana. And I turned around. I was like, oh, my God, I smelled a banana. And I, I looked at her and said, well, no crap. And then it, I, she goes, I haven't been on a smell for it. And I was like, oh, sorry. That's crazy. Wow. So it's not back entirely. But it has helped a little bit? Yeah, it's definitely like cleared. I definitely feel more like before it was totally numb in there. And now I actually feel stuff in my nose happening. Do you go back? Yeah, I think I'm going to go back again and see if it continues to help. It, or maybe it at least loosened me up to be able to do like some people mention acupuncture on your face. So maybe it, it got me to a step that I can now get work done and actually help my nose. That's crazy if it wow. works after three years. How much did it cost? It's 150 bucks. I'm going to pay. I told you I pay for that one. So I'm going to pay for that one. But any other your smell you get back, it's on you. Okay. I, I can do this. <laughs> You're responsible. That's crazy. That's totally worth cool. it. And if it does work, I think that's great because there are people who struggle with this still. Yes. yes. And it's, wow. Um, will you ask her if she can fix my BH? Uh, yeah, she might be able to. Like she can fix everything. She fixed a toe injury that I had that all of a sudden it's no longer hurting. Oh, so. She's psychic? I, no, she's just like really good at figuring out the energy in your body. She's like, there's different uh, pressure points. That, you know, Hold on. I struggle with that. <laughs> there's different pressure points in your body that get affected that you don't realize are being affected by an injury you have. Yeah. Bobby, energy's everywhere. I know, but I struggle when it's like, you're monopanatus energy is too raising high from your cerebrum. And I think if you do this and they touch my earlobe, like you're fixed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what? Now that Morgan said it's a lymphatic massage I've had one of those done before and she the person I went to doesn't do men she won't she won't do it so I don't know do, I don't do yeah she woman? does it she oh, does okay. it on uh, kids like she has a lot of athletes that come to her oh. it's cool. somebody so who she, really helps with a lot of chronic pain that people have and she's able to relieve that chronic pain she also helps a lot of cancer patients and stuff because it helps get a, like eliminate a lot the fascia helps get all of those toxins out of your body that you haven't smelled in three years you can now smell a little bit <sighs> lunchbox stick your butt in the air all right Morgan get close <laughs> There it is. That's whiff. <laughs> All right. Keep us updated. I will. Let us know when you go back. That's crazy. It's right. very promising. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. A couple weeks ago, everybody on the show pitched an investment idea, hoping everybody would go in on it. Well, there was one of these that Lunchbox pitched, a pallet that nobody knew was actually on the pallet, but he wanted everybody's money, like $500 of it. And so we were all kind of skeptical, but some listeners have been calling in saying it's actually a good investment. And this right here is a listener telling us how she makes a living just buying and reselling the stuff she gets from pallets. Number five. On the phone, it's Crystal in Ohio. Crystal, good morning. Thank you for calling the show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. 
So, yeah, I do pallets for a living, and I just think that that's a great investment for you guys. What, you do it for a living? Yes. So, okay, so Lunchbox came to the studio and said, we want to do this thing where we want to go buy these pallets, and we don't know what's in it. They're all hidden. It's a mystery. It's all returns, apparently, from Amazon. Yeah, I think what I read is Amazon returns, and they just shrink wrap it on a pallet, and you grab a pallet. Do you have everybody's money? No, still don't have Amy or Scuba. I didn't, well, I didn't well, send yesterday. We can't, I got it. We can't get oh, it until you guys on. have the. Come on, oh, guys. Why thought he was. Oh, my gosh. No, not oh, my gosh. What pay? How are you blaming me? No, she goes, I thought he was. No, <laughs> I'm no, just no. kidding. I, it, yeah. Okay. And I'll so, do how right much now. does Sorry. the pallet cost? I, it was $525, is what I found. Hey, Crystal, if we're buying a pallet for $525, do you, what do you feel like? Like, how quality a pallet is that? I'm super picky about where I get my pallets from and who I buy from. I've been burned on plenty of them. Um, I try to buy ones that are more shelf poles versus returns. Um, like I prefer target pallets over Amazon because Amazon is normally a lot of returns and garbage, but I've also found some cool stuff on there. Like one of my pallets I opened from Amazon had a JBL speaker on it for 400 bucks. Well, I kept that one. (laughs) And then resold it. No, I kept that You one. kept it, got yeah, it. I kept that for myself. Yeah, I got it. What, cool, cool parties outside. what does a pallet usually cost you, j- just generally when you buy a pallet, one pallet, how much it cost? I would say my pallets are in the $500 range. Okay, so it's about where we are. Okay. So yeah. you're telling me Amazons aren't good. How do I get a Target pallet then? Um, You'd have to, well, I know you can buy them online. I don't buy online. I have like local I guess vendors, if that's what you want to call them, who they have contracts with companies. So I buy my pallet kind of like from a middleman, I guess. Oh, man, I'm getting so excited about this pallet business. <laughs> so and you I. make enough to, this is what you do for a living. You make enough profit off your pallets that you can just support yourself. Yep. I'm a single mom. We live very comfortably and I've been doing this for probably about four years now. And how do you sell? Do you get on Facebook Marketplace or how do you make your money back? I run a Facebook group. So, like, I post my stuff. Uh, people pick up from my house. I set out their orders in the morning. People that are coming, everybody pays. Well, I should say about 90% of the people pay online. Some people do cash. But I don't even see, like, half these people. They just come and pick up their orders throughout the day. Wow. Thank you for that insight. We really appreciate that. I'm very excited now. I can't, Me too. I can't wait to be rich. Yeah, yeah I, got, I got a message on Instagram, and this lady said her best friend is a nurse, and on her days off, she does pallets, and she makes about $1,000 profit per pallet. Per pallet. That's pretty good. Per pallet. That's pretty good. Oh my god, profit! <laughs> so that means she's making. If it's a five hundred dollar pallet, she's, there's fifteen hundred dollars worth. Yeah, if it's profit. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Anybody reach out to you about this? I yeah. One of my friends texted me and said that they did this in South Carolina and that you have to go for the more expensive pallets. Like, is this one of the more expensive ones? Jump. I mean, I didn't realize there was levels. I just saw the $525 pallets for mm-hmm. sale, okay. Amazon returns, and I was like, wow. Didn't realize there was different vendors and local people and middlemen. I am now just ready to get busy. And All it right. says here, she said, lucrative if you resell item by item and definitely go with the higher priced pallets. All I know is it's Wednesday. We don't have our pallet yet. <gasps> yeah, when are we getting this? Well, Amy didn't pay and Scoob, I, Steve didn't pay. It, I my, assume Scuba's going to stop by the... Uh, good. I'm, I'm the one that has to go pick up the pallet, so I'll be paying for when I get there. But also, we, we're kind of like going over something here that the, the most important part, when we get the pallet, who's in charge of selling this to get our money? Well, we'll have to oh, look I, at I, it and see. I, no, it's that, not Lunchbox. Exactly. It's, it's not Lunchbox. And whomever what? it is has to be paid to do it, too. Whoa, That's whoa, quite a no, no, hold on. Who brought this business? You suck Thank at getting you. stuff done. Thank you. you didn't bring the business. You no, I didn't bring the business. No, you didn't bring it. You said, what if we do this? I just paid you. I pitched it. I like, don't, not to me. I don't want the money. I paid him. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, so first of all, let's get it. Yeah. And then let's see. But when can we get it? We'll get it. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I don't like that. I told him I'm ready to go. I'm taking my truck. You just let me know when and let's go. And it's Can been... you guys go today? I'll no, sell today, it. I sell stuff on Facebook Marketplace. Today all the doesn't time. work. No, today doesn't work, man. Well, Scuba's gotta leave and go to IRD Music Festival, and then we do two the next day. Oh, great. That's what I'm saying. Tomorrow. So I mean. it's next week. So next week. Oh my god, this is what he does though. He stalls <laughs> yeah. it out. He has all our money and he stalls it out. Exactly. Oh no, it's not this Don't is not. Don't even a think about gambling with our money. This is not a stall tactic. Oh, god. Oh, That's why he wants the money. He's known that we're not gonna be here. Oh my gosh. Yep. Can we get it Monday of next week? We'll look at it. Depends how I, the weekend I don't know goes. The <laughs> I want my money back then. No, hold on. I will. I want my money back, and I'll organize it. We'll, oh, wow. And I'll, I'll have. We'll go get our own pallet. I like that. Hold Wait, on. I, my payment just went through to him. <laughs> Request it back. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you read the fine print, no refunds. I need a date when you can get the no, pallet. I understand. Back. I have to call the pallet. Uh, Maybe they're not open on Mondays. I don't know how they I work. I need a date. Well, if, we need. Let's say they're open every day. I need a date. You can get the pallet. Okay. Back. We need a middleman. No, I need no no. That's what Lunchbox is the middleman. When can we get the pallet? If they're open on Monday, I think we can get it Monday. Okay. If oh and think. A lot of thinks. Okay. Find out. Yeah, I just don't know about Scuba's uh, gas tank on Monday. Like, is it going to be full? Can Shut he get up, it? dude. What that, you? That's, I'm not the problem here. I, I told you I can go whenever. You just let me know. Do you need gas go. money? No, I don't need gas money. Yeah. I just need him to, to organize this and let's go. You don't. Don't ask him. I've done business with him. Ballot point. And it's, we made it's, so how much money we made. No, do it for entertainment. It's like gambling. Do it for entertainment purposes only. All right. You guys... <laughs> You guys don't understand. We're going to break off and do our own side business now. I will get, I'd rather. I would sue. You can't. You, you don't can't. own the business. Yeah. Oh, 100%. If you stole my idea. It's not your idea. You don't have the pallets. You don't own the pallets. <laughs> we can go get it ourselves. <laughs> like, that's like copyright infringement. No, it's, no, not. it's not. Okay, we're going to play this. Thank you very much, Crystal. We are motivated, and we're going to go get a pallet, and we'll let you guys know. Hopefully, early next week, we'll have the pallet in studio. Crystal, thank you. Yeah, have a good luck, guys. Hope All right. Well. Bye-bye. What I want to do is I want to get it. Nobody look in it, and then we open it live on the air. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, you're gonna be able to see it's saran. It's just, it's like yeah, saran wrap. But you it's can't like see scenes. what's in the middle of it, though. Mm-hmm. You can't see the Cadbury egg. Yeah. Take open, they crack that chocolate. You know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't even think about Let's that. Let's go. All right, so we're gonna do this. We'll play this song next week, Monday, Tuesday. We'll have the palette, right? Yeah. Yeah, May Wednesday. If, uh, if 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 we don't have it in the studio or in our garage by Wednesday, I will go. We'll form a new palette company, and I'll go get it. Deal. No, no deal. No, No, you're out then. All right. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brothers Osborne stopped by the studio to talk about their new album and why it's the most them they've ever felt. Plus, they did a performance, which unfortunately I cannot include here, but you can check it out on our YouTube page. It's really good. And whenever these guys come in, it's just like it's like talking to your best friends. They're so chill and they're so fun to hear from. So this is a great interview. Don't fast forward through this one. Whatever you do, listen right now to Brothers Osborne and Bobby Bones. Number four. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Brothers Osborne. The new record, Brothers Osborne, came out, which is your name, obviously. It is our name. <laughs> yeah. You haven't done a self-titled album yet? No, we haven't. I do also think it's really funny that you know the, it's a self-titled album, but also how we just simply came about our name. It all seems very lazy. We're just <laughs> Brothers <laughs> Osborne album, Brothers Osborne. Also very self, uh, maybe indulgent and promoting. The first track, Brothers Osborne. <laughs> <laughs> so why, why did you name this one? Why was it self-titled on this? Well, one here? I mean, you know, uh, since we put out our last album, Skeletons, you know, John and I have uh, really, I think, shared a, about a lot about ourselves, uh, our personal lives. And even though I feel like we've always been ourselves, I think there was probably, you know, 10, 20 percent of us that was always kind of off limits and we didn't really speak about. And 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 now without with having that those kind of barriers removed, I feel like it is the first time we're able just to 100 percent openly be ourselves. And it's just been such a, a freeing experience. But um, creating music that way, it just made it a lot more fun. I, we didn't feel like we had to have any any bumpers on. We felt like in many ways it's also kind of the first time this is completely us. So That's that a great answer. Yeah. I like that answer, the one that's not funny. The other one's funny too, but that's, <laughs> that, that's a good answer. <laughs> you actually get to be yourselves. Yeah, yeah. How about that? You know, it's, the, it's, it, it's like the hardest thing to do is just to be authentic. You feel like it'd be the easiest, but because of 
pressures that we put on ourselves or that other people put on us. Yeah. It's quite difficult. It no, it is. Hard. You know, I always even say like, it's just to find yourself. It takes a long time. I think for most people, if not everyone, I mean, even something as simple as like, am I going to wear square toed cowboy boots today? Or, you know, are someone going to laugh at me that I cut my hair this way? It can be the smallest things that we identify with. And it can be so hard to change them and just truly be, do what you want to do sadly. But I do feel that, that we were in a place where you feel that way. And it is, it's, it's, um, that's definitely the happiest we've ever been, but also the happiest I've ever been making making music. Yeah, me too. You mentioned track one called Brothers Osborne. It's actually not. It was part of the joke, which I thought was funny too. <laughs> Thanks, Bobby. But track one is actually a song that I really like called Who Says You Can't Have Everything yeah. from the new record. Would you guys mind playing that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely play it. Yeah, absolutely. i got to remember how it goes. <laughs> me too. I'll take the vocals. You guys just play guitar. All right, let's go. <laughs> Come on, Brothers Osborne in studio. Yeah, thank you. New record is called Brothers Osborne. Um, I'm always interested because you two wrote that with uh, Casey Beathard. Yeah. Yeah. So when you get in a room, like where does that idea come from? Was it a part of somebody's personal life? Who brings it? Can you remember the back? Honestly, it was, a, it was a title I had, but it's just like, I feel like the best titles just come out of nowhere. It's when you're mindlessly driving or down the road or you're just like taking a shower. You're doing, you're, you're taking the dishes out of the dishwasher and that popped in my head. We've written with Casey a bunch. I mean, the dude's just He's a freak. Awesome, and I'm, as soon as that title popped in my head, I was like, Casey can crush this. So I sent it, the, the idea directly to him. So when we showed up in uh, my home studio uh, in Nashville, um, it came together so fast. I mean, I had a, kind of a, a bed laid out, a track on. The song was two chords the whole time. We had to put a solo with more chords. Except in it, so for the people, bridge. Sorry, I really left you out to try. It's all right, I messed man. It up it's all right. That's actually the first time we've chords. ever performed the song. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it is actually. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, you can really tell off the of the bridge. That was that was me messing that up. Yeah. That's all right. The power of editing. <laughs> and um, but Casey's just amazing. I mean, he's one of our favorite people. Have you had him on the show? Um, we've had him at the house. Yeah, uh, I've had him at the house for an hour. He's one of the best yeah. humans on yeah, earth. Yeah, he's just a great, great person all around yeah. and amazing. And one of our favorite writers. So we, he's just, I mean, he's such a great person. I feel like he intentionally doesn't really, he likes to keep a low profile, but he's one of the most prolific songwriters in Nashville. Oh, yeah. And so it's just a title. And then do you start talking about stuff? Like, do you get deeper and in, in go, oh, well, what can we turn into a song lyric-wise? Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, it's funny, this this pursuit of of a, a career in the arts is, it's really hard. It's really tricky. I mean, it goes into why we self-titled this album. I mean, you you think you have to be something when you're here. you got to be someone else. You're never trying to be yourself. You always want to be something else. And then if you're lucky enough and everything pans out the way that you want it to pan out, you get everything that you wanted, you realized, oh man, that's actually had it all along. You know, you have your family, you have like a little piece of land, you got a roof over your head, you have the ones you love, you have a guitar in your house. That is everything. And it's just kind of like, it's the perspective that you have after actually getting what you want is quite profound. You know, it's the, that Jim Carrey quote, I wish everyone could be rich and famous so they could realize that it has nothing to do with happiness. I was reading an article where they were talking about really rich people, mostly billionaires, and how the depression rate is so high and even suicides are so high because once they reach the point of where they thought they would be super happy and they're not, they feel oh, yeah. like they have nothing oh, yeah. to still strive for. Yeah. Because their goal is to make all this money and have the status oh, and they yeah. get there. Yeah. And they're like, I'm still not happy, so I guess I'm never going to be happy. And yeah. on the way there, you sacrifice so much. So you got it, and all of a sudden, you've overlooked a lot of very important things. And, in I, life. and I think when you when you do hit those milestones, it leaves less, you're kind of like, well, I, I have 
all to lose at this point. So once you get there, you're like, well, I've, now I've achieved this. And then now it's, it does feel a little bit like you, the pressures get higher, the stakes get higher. And then you're, you know, it, it, I think that was a big thing for John's revelations with his mental health had a lot uh, really to do with that, which is like, once you get there, you're like, oh no, this didn't fix anything. And now I have way more to worry about. Oh yeah. It's interesting. Cause like from a fan's perspective or people that are just on the outside looking at artists or actors that have success, like I saw Macklemore talking about it, like it was the height of his career and he was just like, just won a Grammy or something. And like everybody was celebrating him, probably thought he was on the top of the world. And he was like, literally was the lowest I've ever been in my life. Yeah. But like Very from common. the outside looking in, right. everyone's like thinking in their heads, I wish I could be them. I mean, not everyone, but some people are like, yeah, I want that. You know, you I wish I could get there. Sure. And so it's like, and then internally an artist might be like no you know it's not all oh honestly yeah. it's because you just you neglect the important things in your life like your mental health maybe sleeping maybe taking care of yourself yeah. and then you finally get there and all of a sudden that's when it all catches up with you all of it's like all right we've been knocking at your door now we're coming in and that's the same thing that happened to me and then it gets to that song who says you can't have everything yeah. i mean which is the things that we feel like we're shooting for are Probably not the most important thing. No, they're not. The things we're conditioned <laughs> to feel are, are the most yeah. important. Right. Yeah. New record is out. It came out Friday. Here's a clip of Who Says You Can't Have Everything. Yeah, hit the marble, slap goes, this is living. Yeah. You know what song that you guys have that it's not on the new record, but yeah, my wife and I kind of have a playlist. It's probably like a hundred songs, and it's just kind of like hang out playlist where you don't have to think much, but you just like the music. Oh yeah. And she's Oklahoma, so she's she's a lot of Turnpike Troubadours. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love she's um, Zach Bryan, but you guys are on the list a lot too. Um, I I don't remember me. Oh, before oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, don't remember me lot. for you. Yeah. The people, because that I mean that song hits. I think both of us pretty good. Is that one of the ones people come up to and they're like, man, that's. That's like the, our song, my love song with somebody. Yeah, yeah. Some, you know, that one, we have another song called Pushing Up Daisies that a lot of people, and in fact, we always like, which one of these do we play? Because they, they're kind of, they occupy the same space. So we're like, which one do we play? And, um, you know, I don't remember me before you. It was a, that one was a single. And it, uh, we did, didn't do as well as we had hoped. We actually had high hopes for it. And um, I was really, that was really kind of a shock to us when that didn't do as well. And then we kind—I think we kind of got like over it. We're like, you know what? Screw this song, and then we stopped playing it. But so we you just moved recently, on from it. Like you, we just recently started playing it again, and I feel like it's because it's been years since we have played yeah. it. People have been—you know—we've been getting a response from it. We, anytime it comes on, we just start making out. Yeah, <laughs> it's just immediately. It's like I love it. Yes. It's the first note. See, that's right the social media content everyone's. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. well, that's what you won't let me post though. You know? <laughs> it's always the best is what you don't post. I just like that you're, you're thinking of us though while you're making. It <laughs> but I, I, like, I always yeah. have. I like my whole life. And now we're all thinking about it. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. TJ, I'm, what do you think I'm your favorite song is? Right I am. Of all time, what's your favorite song of all time? <laughs> if you had to pick uh, one, God, I don't know. That would. Can I don't you answer that? Yeah, because I've I've done it in my head a lot. Okay, I, I think it also depends on the season. I'll I'll vamp and give you mine while you think of it. Because well, I would probably go John Mayer stop this train because it was okay, the first song that I ever heard that I felt was talking to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, or speaking for me. Uh huh. Yeah, I would probably go. Um, uh, what a wonderful world, probably. Oh, yeah, so good. it's such a very overplayed song. And every time I hear it, and <clears throat> I'm with Abby, it it just. I feel it so strongly and I've heard it you know, a million times and I'm like, I know everyone's used this as their wedding mm -hmm. song, but I'm like, can we, <laughs> I know it's not an original, but it makes me cry. Like it makes me so happy. And emotional. I see children cry. That yeah, one, I yeah. watch them grow. That yeah, one. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
Um, and you? Honestly, my favorite song that has ever been written as a songwriter is Night Moves by Bob Seger. It's just every line in that song is just absolute perfection. So whenever anyone asks me, like, what is your favorite song as a songwriter, that's it. My favorite song is just, like, a fan and listener is The Way I Am by Merle Haggard. I hear that song and it just wrecks me every time. Oh, yeah. Great song. Wrecking song. uh, Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain. Oh, so good. Oh, yeah. You talk about a song that, yeah. that, that just wrecks me. And it's perfect, yeah. too. You know, something I've been experiencing lately is that you know, Zabby's from Mexico, so he, he doesn't know a ton about American culture. He's learning it. But I always love seeing him experience something for the first time with like a total fresh set of, of ears without any preconceived notions of what it's going to be. And just recently, there was you know, Patsy Klein came on, and he was like, who is this? I'm like, this is Patsy Klein," And he you know, didn't know who it was. Mm-hmm. And, he just went in a deep dive, so we've been listening to a lot of Patsy lately. But it is—I love like experiencing that through him because I'm like, this is really great. Or like Aretha yeah. Franklin, one time he's like, "Who is that?" I'm like, "That's that's, yeah, the, that's queen. the queen of soul, baby!" Like, come on. And so I love having that experience. It makes it fresh for me, and I feel like we get so lost in like what's cool and what other people like, so we like it and. Uh, and just seeing that kind of, um, you know, no uh, other opinions attached to what he's experienced for the first time, it's, it's cool to, cool to, for me, it's inspiring. I have a joke in my stand-up that my wife is 12 years younger than I am, and I'm like, I get to introduce her to things like in a time machine, <laughs> so that she's never heard before, right. where I'm like, you're never going to believe it. This guy got kicked out of Philadelphia, and now he's living with his uncle. <laughs> it's like, and then I'll do music, and because, again, there's some of the stuff, like, she doesn't know any of the... 90s alternative stuff. Yeah, oh, but, yeah. But if we're playing cards and I've won the game before, we we listen to like 90s or 2000 rock, and even like Rage Against the Machine, like <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. Right. That's oh, not. Yeah. That's really not her jam. But now it'll come on, or she, or she'll hear like closing time. She'll be like, I know this song only from you playing it. So I get to introduce her to all of that. Oh so that's, yeah, that, that's a fun game. Do I'm like, watch, like, tickle you, the little red. Watch, he'll laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I always like what happens for me, and this does actually make me feel old when it happens. Is I'll be like, oh, this person. Did, I'll give some history, and then he'll be like, you've told me this like every time, all eight times we've heard this song. You've started with the same intro. I'm like, God, I'm, I am my father now. Patsy Cline, yeah. Willie Nelson. That's yeah, right. That's exactly. Every time. Every time. You know who wrote crazy? Yes, every time. Literally that. All right, the new record is out. I'm going to play another track real quick. Ray, would you play me some of Sun Ain't Even Gone yeah. Down Yet from Brothers Osborne? Second that song slipped out of the water Lighting up a Tennessee sky We were head first in by quarter to ten We were already high New record is out now. Here's one more I wanted to play. This is Back Home. Back home. Everybody knows, everybody knows, everybody's business. Back home. Won't stop by the blink and never know What's your favorite song on the record? Favorite song? You have to pick one. You know, it's, that's really hard. I would say probably only because... It, we haven't done anything like it before, but probably um, we ain't good at breaking up. There's a song we did with we wrote with Miranda, and she came and sang on. Um, and then there's another one called Goodbyes Kicking In. Uh, those sorts of songs are just kind of very. The moods of those are different than anything we've done before. So I, I, I particularly like those. Would you play some of We Ain't Good at Breaking Up, Ray? Yeah. 
new record's out. It is called Brothers Osborne. Don't be confused. It's not their first record. <laughs> it's not. It's their first record as their true, authentic. This 100%. is true. 100% no. so. Yeah. Because or the first you... record was Tejano. Second was Polka. <laughs> first was my favorite. Yeah, they've been trying to find it. You know, they finally yeah. found it. I like that. All right, Brothers Osborne record is out now. And you guys go to the site, uh, brothersosborne.com. Uh, got to, you know, some dates. But I imagine, are you doing a little less now that you have kids? I wish. You're not? I wish. No, we're touring a lot. And, you know, but we do have four shows coming up in October, one here in Ascend, but also New York, L.A., and D.C. So we've got four big shows actually coming out to promote this record. So go o- get them tickets. October 5th, New York. October 7th in Nashville. October 14th in D.C. And October 22nd in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, good to see you guys. Congratulations good to see on the record. You, Bobby. There they are. Brothers Osborne. Back Thank in a second. Thank you. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Abby released her song, Hey There Hometown, and it broke into the top 100, which is so awesome. Not only that, she made the news for releasing this song in our hometown of Wichita, Kansas. Both Abby and I are both from Wichita, Kansas, which is so crazy that two Wichita, Kansas girls are working on the Bobby Bone show. It's so crazy to me. I don't just don't ever really think about it that much until this moment. So really incredible stuff right here. Make sure after you listen to this segment and hear what happened to go stream her song wherever you get your music. It's called Hey There Hometown. Number three. Very own Abby is in studio. Her artist name, Abby Lee Anderson. Here she is with that song, Hey There Hometown, that's been blowing up the charts. Oh, Wichita, you'll always be home to me. Saw a big article in the paper written about you. Yeah, Wichita Eagle. Uh-huh. Headline, Bobby Bones helps Wichita native launch singing career and her new song about Wichita. Wow. She doesn't have a singing career. Yeah, that is does. a false advertisement. Like, guys, oh my God. Have you ever been paid to sing? Yes. Absolutely. Okay, That's a career. career. So, they talk oh. about this songs about Wichita generally, the Wichita linemen. There's... Oh, oh, they've, they've added it to the list of mm-hmm. Wichita songs. And even <laughs> Seven Nation Army... I'm going, going to, to Wichita. Wichita. Wow. Bum, bum. Yeah. So, and then, how'd you feel about that article it's getting written? awesome. I mean, I grew up with that newspaper in my house. What? That's crazy. Since debuting the song on the show and performing in front of the Orpheum crowds in August, Abby Lee Anderson has been in studio to record an official version. The full lyrics are below. It started streaming on all major music platforms on Thursday. And then not only that, Abby's song was in the top 100 on iTunes. It was like 60-something. Wow. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> wow. Sounds like a career to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what a career is. Lunchbox, what do you think about her song making top, like, 60 on iTunes? I just don't believe it. What, what do you mean? It's, no, you I, have a check it. I, I have yeah. a picture of it. Yeah, great. Any song can make top 50, 60. No, that's not true. That also is not true. Mm. But you have to admit the song's good. Yeah, the, guy, the guys that wrote it were amazing. It's her Why do whole you, story. She did not, guys. But you don't know this. I know it. Okay, Abby, I'm very proud. Abby, of, I'm proud how of many you. how many lines did you write? That's not how songwriting works. That's not works. how songwriting works. I, I, it's it's literally don't, not. How don't songwriting change works. the question. <laughs> no, no, but that's not how songwriting works. Okay, so what is it? If what? Abby goes, okay, this is where I'm from. This is what I want to do, and I want to express it this way. And someone goes, what if we say it like this? She goes, oh yeah, I like that. But what if we? Then all of a sudden, nobody wrote one whole line, but you all collectively came together and did a line or three lines. Or- if I had to guess, if I if I'm just but, gonna guess, oh, okay, let me just guessing. guess. Yeah, that's what we do. We do hypothesis here. You no, know, no, no, no. Hypothesis a, is not the. You're, yeah. you're talking about hypotheticals. <laughs> no, no, I'm doing my hypothesis. So, my, that's my it's theory? my belief, my okay, theory, and then at the end, I may be proven right or wrong. Good, I like that. Uh, oh. What is that called? The science project? You know. I'm talking about the yeah, when yeah, you, research when you have the uh 
Yeah, just, hold just, a thing. Yeah, just My hypothesis, Abby said, oh, I'm from Wichita. I'm going to sing a song in Wichita. And then they took that and ran with it. And then Abby's like, I'm a writer. Abby, how, could, how, do you, know my story? how did it go? I mean, so I came in with like line by line, kind of wanted, not line by line, but... So you wrote 90% my, of the song. Hold on. How no, I wanted to start that. out like my childhood and yes. how I started out the in structure. Wichita. Yes. And then now here I am. I always wanted to sing. Now here I am actually singing what I'm doing now, which I say I love my job now. So it was like an actual story. Mm-hmm. Like I was on, it's, I remember Wichita, like the playground and then being at football games. What about, whoa, Wichita, you've yeah, always been home, home to me. Catchy, Did you catchy. come up with that? Uh, that was collective. <laughs> See, thank you. There you go. But that's not that's <laughs> not a win. No, no, no. Okay, so what, what, which line? Did, just tell me something you came up with. I don't, I just told you the, the playground. The whole the, structure of the oh, song. Playground. Basically, yes. Good. The whole story of it. Well, congratulations, because I saw you talking to Alexa, and you were like, play, and then it played the yeah, song. That was really That's cool. That's really cool. And then it was top 60 <laughs> on iTunes, and then you got this article written about you. Yeah. So what's best case scenario in your mind from all this? Um, That I did something that I've always wanted to, but I've been holding back. I mean, I've been here 10 years and I was like, oh, I can't do that. It's impossible. No one's going to take me seriously. And then you get out there and you actually do it and it happens. And I'm like, okay, now it's, it's limitless what I do. Mm-hmm. So no, there's a limit. In like, your mind though, what's the best case scenario that could happen from you putting this oh, song out? From this? Well, I would just say me growing as like an artist and getting more songs out. Like I want to do an EP. That's what I want to do. Like, I think more, like, personal is what would be the best for me. Mm-hmm. And what's the worst case scenario? The worst case? I don't think there's a worst case. Amen. I think what I Amen. It's already been hear. awesome. Let's go. <laughs> so her name is Abby Lee Anderson, if you look her up and you stream her. L-E-I-G-H. And I hope yes. people stream you. I hope they stream This song, what? Will you play the hook again, Ray? Oh, Wichita, you'll always be home to me. What about like strike while the iron's hot? You know, theory. Okay, like. true. You're on tour with Jonas Brothers starting tomorrow. Go. Oh, like yeah. you gotta go now, right? No, I don't think so. Go where? Like, yeah, yeah, the career. Like no, no. it's taking Eddie, off. Eddie, Eddie. Go. When Bobby says it's limitless, he's being. I didn't say limitless. She did. Yeah, she did. <laughs> he's letting. She did. You, but him right there is letting her know. Let's let's not get out of control with no, these. No, 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 it's it's me going. That's awesome. Let's keep building on it while you're mm-hmm. also still doing this. Oh, yes. God. And if you ever say, hey, I really want to go out and take this out, I, I would. You have my blessing to go and do whatever you want to do. Like if someone asked me to go on tour, be a background vocalist, you know, to harmonize. You wouldn't want to be a background vocalist. I wouldn't. I'd struggle with that. No, oh. but if you, they like, Abby should come open. I'd be like, Abby, you go oh, do that. Okay. But you don't wait for no someone to ask, No one's going to though. do that. Wait, you'd struggle with her. Know. Like if she got asked to do that. Yeah, you'd... she shouldn't be a background vocalist. That's that's a whole different thing than what Cheryl she's Crow trying to do. Cheryl Crow was a background vocalist. Yes, until she wanted to go be an artist. Yeah. And then she was like, I have to be an artist and struggle that way. You could be a background vocalist five years ago. And it's a really hard thing to do, but that's what they do. That's yeah. what they want to do. That's what how they. That's a very hard thing to do, but that's their direction. Right. You are a star. Oh, okay. I just don't get why Lunchbox can't be happy like for once. Uh, just, yeah. just once. Well, like I you say, happy. you're my friend, but you're not. Amen. What do you mean? I got you a singing gig. <laughs> okay. I mean, I got you a job. But you I... also made fun of her and put her up for a bunch but, of singing but, gigs that were making fun of her. Yeah, and guess what? Without me, she would not be where she is today. <laughs> is that true or not true? That's not true. Really? If I didn't make fun of her singing, you wouldn't give her all these chances. (laughs) 
Oh, so you're doing it on purpose? So you've been doing her a favor <laughs> no, oh, wow. by making fun no, no. of her. Like, if I didn't tell her she needed vocal lessons, she wouldn't have got vocal lessons because okay. she thought her nasally voice sounded good. Is he the reason that you've started to have some success? Yes. You know, because, 100%. Like, in the past, there have been haters, and I let them stop me, but now I'm like, I'm going to let it, like, fuel, it's fuel. this fire. Right. right. Yeah. And, but prove the people right that believe in you instead of worrying about proving the people wrong that don't. I know. That's true. Oh, okay. So, so uh, yeah, thank you to everybody that does believe. Let's play it. Let's play a song now. Boom. No, yes. no, no. This yes, is it's a it's national show. We can't be playing these goofy songs. It's like, not goofy. goofy. It's so it's good. Really good. You've admitted the song is good because uh, you said the songwriter is a part of it. The first time you heard it, you thought Faith Hill was singing it. No, I did not. Yeah, that's, <laughs> what I, that's what I remember. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics, in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. We always love when a real-life moment turns into a bit on the show, like in a good way. Amy was driving and saw a billboard that said, Harold needs a kidney. And it was a picture of Harold and his phone number. And so 
We tracked him down, brought him on the show, and we found out his whole story and why he needs a kidney. So that was really awesome to get to hear from him and him just talking about getting transplants and all of that in general was really cool to hear. So if you can donate a kidney to Harold, then be sure to go to bobbybones.com. All the information is up there. Say you want to help save a life and do something like that. All of the information for Harold and other people that you can donate to is up there. So cool. I love when we get to do stuff like this. Number two. Amy was driving on the road and she saw a billboard and it said what? Harold needs a kidney, but it had a last name and a phone number and his face. But all I remembered when I was driving by is Harold needs a kidney. And it, it's a digital, so it flashed off. Yes. Oh, yeah. So when she went up to like, take a picture of it. I can't go back, yeah. Either it moved on or Harold doesn't need a kid anymore. <laughs> that quick. Like one of the two. <laughs> but it probably just moved on. So we, we've been doing some tracking. And so we actually have Harold Scott on with us. <gasps> no. Shut up. Yeah. Okay. This is so cool. Harold, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on with us. So Amy was driving and she saw the billboard. Can you tell us a little more just generally about what's going on here? I've been dealing with chronic kidney disease for about 10, 12 years. And within the last year, things kind of progressed to the point where I uh, am needing a kidney transplant. I decided uh, to try different ways to get the word out and... One of the ways was uh, through a billboard. So I con- contacted the local uh, billboard company, and and they worked with me and uh, put me up on the digital billboard here on out on Briley Parkway. Have you had any success with people reaching out to go, hey, I'd like to see if I'm a match? Uh, none. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Which yeah. is I kind of surprising. I was expecting to, you know, to get get some kind of a response, but so far nothing. Well, you got some from us. Yeah, you know, we saw. Yeah, it. well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Harold, what is the process for someone to figure out if they are a match? Well, I'm registered uh, on the National Kidney Register list, but I'm uh, getting my services through Vanderbilt. And uh, they would need to contact the uh, my coordinator at uh, the Vanderbilt uh, Transplant Center. Her name is Heather Kinzer, and they could just give give her a call at six one five nine three six zero six nine five extension two, and uh, just ask for Heather and tell her. Uh, you're calling for me and want to be tested to see if you might be a match. And she would take it from there. So we'll put all this information on the website too because I'm not even going to remember. He just said it and I don't remember because my brain's all... So we're going to put it on our website. We'll put it on our social media. The number, who to call, the extension, everything like that. So what has to happen as far as a match? Is it a blood type? Is I'm not sure as to what the match is for. It doesn't necessarily have to be a blood match, but uh, that is pretty high up on the list as far as uh, as a potential donor. Or is there a timeline where you need to have a donor? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, of course, I would would like to get it uh, quickly. Uh, a living donor uh, will last longer than a, a kidney from a deceased donor. So, 
that's kind of why I'm I'm hoping for a living donor, somebody that will be a match. Are you? Is there a waiting list? There is, yes. And so, do you know uh, where you are on that list? I don't know. Okay, so I'm I'm currently doing dialysis six uh, seven days a week. Uh, do it do it at night while I sleep, which isn't so bad. But um, you know, I, I would like to get off dialysis and and get me a kidney and get transplanted and go from there. We'll put all of Harold's information up on our website and our socials. Go to bobbybones.com, but it's Harold Scott. He's 61 years old, and he needs a kidney. And if anyone out there is thinking, man, I sure would love to do something for somebody that could really use it, go to bobbybones.com. You will see this. Um, Harold, tell us something about, like, what are your interests? What do you like to do? Who do you love? Um, well, I'm uh, a big genealogy person. Um, What's that mean? You like I like like to travel. Oh, I love going to the mountains. Genetics. Um, and I'm a big, big Shania Twain fan. There we go. <laughs> That's cool. So genealogy. Yeah. You Family like tree. you like studying genetics? No, 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 no. That's what Amy just told me. I said, I, first I, I said rocks, I and then I said oh, I thought it was like like genies. But I don't know, Harold. Can you please explain? Because clearly we're confused. Genealogy. Yeah. That's that's tracing my family roots. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, duh. Yeah, it's genetics. Okay, family tree. Yeah, gen- yeah. 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 I, I thought it was like like the gene. I dream of genie. <laughs> yeah, so, take it back. I'm not dumb anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so Harold, we are going to put the message out. Thank you so much for calling with us today. Um, I don't know anything. You yeah, want to- no, just really cool, Harold. I knew I knew your last name was easy to remember because I thought when I was driving by the billboard, I thought, okay, Harold. Scott, I'm going to remember that. But then by the time, I don't know, just within like three seconds of passing, I'm like, Harold, shoot. What was the last name? (laughs) Shoot. So, yeah, Harold needs a kidney. So, bobbybones.com. You can find this here for Harold. Harold, thank you for your time. Good luck, my friend. Oh, thank you. All right. See you later. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Possibly one of like all of our favorites in studio performances of all time. Need to Breed stopped by with Judah and the Lion. And not only was the performance from both of them and Need to Breed by themselves just so epic, but hearing them talk about their band and touring and how they came up with their name, plus why they call themselves the Joy Boys. There's just so many little gold nuggets that came from this interview. And the performance, you will absolutely want to be done listening to this podcast. But you got to listen to all three parts, of course. And then go over to YouTube and watch their performance. It's all up there for you guys. And I promise it will become one of your favorites, too. So here it is. This is Need to Breathe and Judah and the Lion. Number one. It's a Bobby Bones show interview. In case you didn't know. I love this band. Their name is Need to Breathe. You may know them from this song called Multiplied. Got Testify. They have a new album out called Caves. They're going on the Caves World Tour. Also, what's cool is Judah from Judah and the Lion is here too. And here's a clip of Judah and the Lion taking on back. Did I take it all back? Take it all back. Take it all back. All right, let's go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Need to breathe. First time these guys have been in the studio. You guys clap your hands for Need to Breathe. What up, guys? Thank you guys for being here. Man, this is super cool for me because I am a big fan. So let me ask very generic, basic questions, Bear, if you're cool with that. I love it. Okay. Need to Breathe in all caps. 
Why? Marketing. Uh, no, we thought it looked good at the beginning, and then we realized on all the festival posters that we looked bigger than everybody else until we kept it. That is smart. Right? Yeah. Once on a comedy record, Eddie and I, we did a record, and we called it The Critics Give It Five Stars. That was the title of the record because we thought <laughs> that people would see it and go, well, if the critics oh, give it five stars, we yeah, should listen sure. to it. Yeah, I like that. Okay, that's number one. Question number two, why no spaces in Need to Breathe? I think it was just to think they look better on the T-shirt that way. Um, and it was back in like emo time also because it was like, you know, so at least we didn't do a different spelling or something. Wait, were you, were Cheesy you? like that. Yeah, two, like, need to breathe. Yeah, it wasn't. Were you ever emo? Were you ever, did you? No, fall? not really. But people, when we, just rock at that time, it was like Michael Romance and all that kind of, everybody was like, thought that's what you had to be um but no i don't think we were do you ever wear makeup to perform once on accident um <laughs> the first video we shot in la <laughs> we all like mistake yeah they literally brought this person in you know it's like you look great you look great it's like the, everybody does eyeliner we're like everybody <laughs> and then we got the video back and we were like oh no like that's our parents are not gonna let us come home and by everybody, they meant just My Chemical Romance. Obviously. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, yes. Exactly. Uh, you guys put out the record, The Cave. So tell me, because I know it's a track, but why name, like, why that? Why that? Caves. Yeah. I think it's the way the record felt to us. We, we went away both times uh, in the studio where we kind of just, like, disappeared for a while. Um, and I feel like that's what we're trying to do with songs. We're trying to go through things that maybe people want to move on from. Um, and so we spend a little bit of time that year is always, always getting like 20 pounds when I'm, you know, trying to write a record because of that. It feels like you're just very insular and spending time with the subconscious things and all that. And then when you come out of it, it feels, it's very freeing. It feels like, okay, we've dealt with all that. We can move on now. And that's a lot what I feel like the record feels like to me, you know, a little celebration of that moment. The record again called caves. And if I'm correct here, you, you wrote it, or maybe recorded it in two parts. Like you went to Utah and did some, and then yeah. you were out with uh, One Republic for yeah. a while as well. Does it sound different? Does it feel different when you hear it back based on where you were in your life, either all together in Utah or on the road? I think it does in, in the sense like, I mean, it, we've been a band for a long time. Obviously, it's been over 20 years. At the beginning, you're in a van. We were around each other all the time, 24-7. And you're having all these conversations that we don't get to have as much anymore, it feels like, now that everybody has their own lives and lives in different places. So I feel like uh, it's really important for us to get in that room and just kind of do life together a little bit, you know what I mean? Figure out what kind of record we want to make. and all that. So it feels very, the record feels very intentional. Um, I don't know if we were as, as much as we thought we would be, but listening back, that's a feeling I get, a very thankful feeling that we get. we still get to do this. And that's actually how we feel. When you perform, you go pretty hard. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, yeah. It's a, it's a total sweaty. Yeah. You know, it is. It's like a game. It reminds me of what I would hear about Angus from ACDC. He would go and perform a whole show and he'd lose like 10 pounds every show because he was just going so hard. Do you feel like at the end of it, you need like a banana? <laughs> like after a marathon? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's not good unless you sweat into your boots. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's some of that's from the football days too. It's just like the feeling of like losing yourself in it. I mean, I, I, I feel like the two hours go by incredibly quick for me, especially on good nights. You know what I mean? It's just like you blink and then, and then it's over and you're drenched and it just feels like you gave yourself to it. Judas here from Judah and the Lion. Judah, what's good to see you, buddy. Good to see you too. So how do you know these guys? How'd this come together? Well, these guys were heroes of mine, uh, growing up 
Were right. big. <laughs> <laughs> then he got to know you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Now turn into to brothers, friends. Uh, we're going on tour together this fall, um, starting next month. So it's all really exciting for me. It's very two very intense bands, vocalists, sounds like in in the best way. Because like Judah, you go hard too. Like we play at the house and us take it all back, take it all. Like that's that's the jam. Like when you finish, I assume you're pretty wore out too, right? Because you go hard, you take it seriously. Yeah, I relate to the sweat for sure. Um, and so, when you do a song together, Bear, do you go, all right, we got the song, we think you'd be great on it, or do you write it with someone in mind? Luckily, I mean, this time we both were talking about doing one, and he sent me an idea at first, and he told me the story, and I don't want to steal the story, really, but he told me that he, they saw us, um, or he saw us when he was in college at Belmont at, uh, here in Nashville, and and like went back and was like, I want to make a band, <laughs> and and I didn't know that. I've known him for a long time. I didn't know that part of it, and, and so he sent this thing about Dreams Come True was the name of the title, and it was about really about them going on tour with us and and we sort of messed with that a little bit like maybe we can write that kind of thing then it felt weird for us to be saying that in a song so it's like <laughs> you know what i mean um so then it, it became like what if this was about our fan bases and the careers that we've gotten to have and because uh, we have similar fans in that way they just like from the first song all the way to the end they're singing every word and it feels just feel very lucky for that so yeah, he started it, and um, and then we just worked. We went, sent a bunch of ideas back and forth before we landed on the final music thing. So, um, Judah, these guys were so good. You, like, you were so inspired that you saw the performance. You thought, man, I need to do this with some folks. Yeah, and I, I was kind of like freshman year at Belmont, just kind of you know going to school for songwriting and music, also playing baseball. Um, and I was kind of at that point for me, it was like where I was choosing between baseball and music and um, not that I was like that good at baseball, but at the time I thought that I might, you know, go for it. And I, I saw them on their Outsiders tour and yeah, just like the, the influence that they've had on us is just like that I, we had, we had kind of started dabbling, dabbling in like with playing the music with mandolin and banjo and to see how upfront that was with this like Southern rock um sound and me being kind of a middle Tennessee boy I just kind of like really related to the the message and just the I guess the attitude um behind it and yeah so it was like so influential like with our kind of first writing days and kind of branching out and being able to I guess really believe in ourselves in that way and what's cool, what I'm proud of, they'd never met till today. I made Adam meet here in the studio on the stage. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. it's really exciting for me to, to bring them together. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so the album is Caves. This is Dreams with Judah from Judah and the Lion. Whenever you guys are ready. Holy crap. Come on. That was awesome. Wow. Man, sometimes people come in here and they suck. That was the opposite of that. Wow. That I feel good. like close to one of the, like, that was yeah, so, that's one of the best, best ever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really, we don't say that. Our audience knows we don't we do not do that. And I have like a little code words I say to my audience when somebody's not that good. I did not say any Oof. of them doing this. This is awesome. That was awesome, guys. Seriously. Wow. Okay. Can you reveal like what, what a code word is? I do on my stand up act, but I won't hear. <laughs> yeah. I, when I, I, I do, I do, but I don't do it here. But it wasn't any of that. Yeah. That, woo. Okay. Let me say this. If you like that, the tour, um, tickets are on sale now. They went on sale Friday, which was the 22nd. But Judah and the Lion, the Caves World Tour, I guess the new dates went on sale uh, with this. So you guys go and go to the freaking concert. Holy crap. 
Are you guys that good in concert? <laughs> It'll be better. Oh. It'll be better. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way I don't believe it. Yeah. That There's was no really way. good. That was really yeah. good. Thanks, yeah. Uh, Needtobreathe.com with Judah and the Lion. The new dates uh, just went on sale, but there are dates. I mean, you guys are doing a lot of shows. Uh, Judah's going to got to go to the airport. You got to go. Very important person. Yes. yes. <laughs> he's got he's to get to his jet. He was like, gotta, you need, he's like, you need to get me out of here immediately. <laughs> yeah. He's got so, a Pilates class in New York. Hey, go. we get it, man. You got places to go, people to see. Judah. You got to go, go find the lion. Go to yeah. Michael we have, <laughs> Judah and I, I just realized, I think we have matching rings on. Do you have Ooh, on the star wow. ring in yes. silver? Okay. Very nice. Wow. What time What time is your flight there? You, you Okay. Oh, yeah, it'll be good. It's right. a hot yoga session on the jet. <laughs> got it, got miss. it. Got it, okay. He <laughs> wants catering jet. to be warm on the plane, so we got to get him out of here. Um, so, Need to Breathe will stay in studio. Judah will go. Uh, limo ready outside, guys? Warm? <laughs> <laughs> it's been waiting. Okay, just making sure. Uh, Needtobreathe.com with Judah and the Lion and all these shows. You guys go see them live. Hey, Bear, let me ask you a question about your performances on stage when did you feel comfortable like dancing? Dancing's a weird thing for a front man to do. D- yeah. And not that you're doing routines, but you got to like feel the music. Like what is your dance style? I was really into Millie Vanilli when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you know, yeah, you I mean, got to really feel comfortable. No, com- yeah, that, it's weird. I mean, because early on we were a very like strict rock and roll band. Like you play guitar on every song. You don't leave the microphone. You don't talk a lot, you know. And then we, you know, you just realize you get bigger rooms. You can't really relate to people if you don't do it um we went out with taylor swift you know 12 years ago or something like that and did all these arenas and stadiums and and that was probably the first time where we we would look back at the video that they Mm -hmm. shot and it'd just be like her face it's like wow we're pretty intense and boring to watch in that way so we had to develop like you know that thing because really you're just trying to get the music across and have a relationship with the audience and make it feel like it's a push and pull you know and um so that's where it comes from and i've just gotten less i don't know self awareness or, or, or maybe more self I don't know what it is. It's like, I'm just, it's just really fun. And you'll like have, I mean, you'll kind of just go with the music now more than I think sure. ever before. Would you agree with that? Yeah, no doubt. Um, and I, and, and it just, you, the biggest thing obvious is like what, whatever, if you're having fun, the audience is. And the more I see people, I saw Pearl Jam not that long ago and I was like, it's incredible. The audience is totally into it. There's hardly any production. It's not a bunch of lights and all that. It's just the band likes playing their music and everybody likes hearing it. And, that seems simple, but it's what we're going for, you know. Dang. When you start a show, do you guys do a – everybody put your hands in, one, two, three, we like do. a champion? What do you yeah. guys say? We say joy boys. Do you really say that? I don't, know, really I don't do. know what to do. We really do. I'm confused on my joke. reaction yeah, there. Is that a joke? Is that, you know, I don't know, so I, it's, I'll just freeze them out and stare really, at them. Yeah. It used to be very violent. It was like, you know, kick their butts in the face or mm-hmm. something like that. And then it got to be where, like, well, let's just have a reminder of, like, I had this dream, literally, and I woke up, and I thought I was brilliant when I woke up. And I told the band, I was like, this will be really inspiring. We'll put our hands in, we'll say, joy, boys. And they all laughed. And and now we do it, just to make us laugh. And, like, just remember that we get to do this. It's not something you get to, you know, you can earn. So if I would have laughed, then you... Would have been cool. Yeah. But because happy. I was scared to laugh I like and didn't. How, I like how you play Now it, we're going to change diplomatic. Yeah. Well, yeah. what I'll do, sometimes what I'll do, too, is if I'm interviewing somebody, and not you guys because you guys are, are nice and personable, but especially if I want something, I'll just stare and be quiet, and I'm okay with uncomfortable. And people will then feel like they need to talk. So when he said, Joy Boys, you, as, you, as you saw my face, I did nothing. I just yeah, stared just at him. Like, I was like, okay. I'm going to let him t- give me <laughs> right. my next move. So the new record... Uh, caves. So, are you? Do you? How much of this new stuff are you playing on the road? Do you switch it up? Are you playing some news? Yeah, some nights. Some There's new probably nights? probably seven or eight of the new ones, and then we have a, a place in the show where we can play um, a different song every night. 
you know, on the acoustic set, it's easier. So we'll end up playing all the songs from the record over the tour, but we always do that. I mean, our fans want to hear the new stuff. They've, they've seen us a bunch of times. We don't, we're not like the don't play the hits band either though. We love, we love doing that. So it's a lot of, I mean, it's tough. It's nine albums and you're doing a two hour set. So it's like 30 some songs maybe. And it starts with like 80 on the list and you got to get it down to 30. So it's difficult, but probably, I don't know, six or seven. Do you have different set lists that are already complete though? We're going to do this set list tonight. Then we go to, let's go to set list B or do you just switch it out one at a time? We try to keep it in blocks. If that makes, this is nerdy, but uh, four or five song blocks that go together because the flow of them keys, you know, the way that, so we probably flip out the blocks or move them around like that, like little pieces. Um, it's like Legos. Yeah. It's a very joy boy yeah. thing to do, if I'm being yeah. honest, you know? Yeah. That's extremely joy boy about you guys. And I like that. One, yeah. two, three, joy boy, you know? Yeah. So uh, um, the, the record again called Caves. Okay, would you guys play West Texas Wind? Is that cool? We'd love to. All right, here they are. Need to breathe, everybody. Let's go. That's, I mean, that almost makes me emotional. It's so good. And we get people playing in here all the time, but that's just, it's special, guys. Seriously. It's, you, this is one of the I mean, it's one of the best performances we've ever had. Oh, you know. For sure. I felt it. Holy crap. Um, let me say this. Caves, the album is out. Just came out. Um, they're on tour with Judah and the Lion. You guys can go to needtobreathe.com. There's, I, I would tell everybody they're so good live, but I feel like that's we're, we're cool on that. <laughs> you heard that. Yeah, yeah, we're cool. I mean, they just heard that. But, man, let me tell you, that is something else. I, I become a bit jaded doing this because I have really – I mean, it's the land of giants. The city is the land of giants. Yeah. And every once in a while, you meet, the, like, the big jolly green. That's you guys today. Holy moly. Oh, people go watch you guys live. Check out the new record. And uh, I don't know. what you Anything you want to say? I don't know. It's really powerful. I feel like if you go to one of the shows, it'd probably be such a release for so many people. I mean, I – like you said in the blocks, I assume like the highs and the lows. Like yeah. I, could, I could picture myself literally. But was that a high or a low? Like I felt right. both. I felt mm. both too. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like I feel like I would leave a show and be very therapeutic, but like fun, therapeutic, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. fun, memorable, yeah. therapeutic. Well but also, okay, on your bicep, are those yes. jorts? These are jean shorts. Yes, they are. Okay, um, they're back in style now. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's I had a I had a therapy session where a guy was like went through this thing. He was like going back to old memories, some bad ones at first, but then it was a good one. He was like, "What what was the best memory you can remember?" I'm like eight years old. He's like, "What are you wearing in there?" I'm like, "Jean shorts, no shirt." And as soon as I said that out loud, I was like, "I'm getting a jean shorts tattoo." And um, so yeah. Hey, lunchbox, how fast do you think Bear could run the forty? Back in the day. Um, sizing him up right he's now. He's looking at me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not very tall, so I don't know. He's easily six foot, six feet even. Yeah. yeah. Well, sitting on a chair, he doesn't look very tall. Okay, fair. Because that guy next to him is really tall. Or oh, it's yeah. a short torso. Yeah, uh, yeah right. It's like, what do you think? Six seconds. A six forty. <laughs> yeah, like a five six. six oh, a five six. Oh. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Uh, Bear, at your fastest, what could you run a forty? Four three eight. Woo! So he played wide receiver. I mean, he was. Do what? He was legit wide receiver in college, like setting records and stuff. South Carolina Player of the Year. Where'd you play college? I at? played at Furman. Yeah, the high school, yeah. Okay. So what, you want to apologize? No, I don't want to <laughs> apologize for anything. Okay, I like it. All right, there we have it. <laughs> Who does? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like what? <laughs> um, Needtobreathe.com. The record is Caves. Guys, thank you so much for uh, giving us some of your time and some of your music. That was really fantastic. All right, there they are. Need to breathe, everybody. Yeah. Nice job, thank guys. You. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. All right, y'all, that's it for me this weekend. Thank you guys again. Be sure to check out part one and part three. 
I promise it's new content up there. So if you're not listening, you're missing out on hearing new things, not only with me, but with whatever show members on. And this weekend, it's Mike D. And we had some good stories to tell. And I quizzed the movie Mike himself about movies. So of course you got to listen. Bye. Yes, Bobby Bones. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.